0: Day 169 of 365, the Bible Challenge with Abbey Joy. Psalm 74, verse 18 to 23. See how these enemies insult you, Lord. A foolish nation has dishonoured dishonored your name. Don't let these wild beasts destroy your turtle doves. Don't forget your suffering people forever. Remember your covenant promises, for the land is full of darkness and violence. Don't let the downtrodden be humiliated again. Instead, let the poor and needy praise your name. Arise, O God, and defend your cause. Remember how these fools insult you all day long. Don't overlook what your enemies have said. Or their growing uproar. Acts chapter 12, verse 19b to chapter 13, verse 12. Afterward, Herod left Judea to stay in Caesarea for a while. Now, Herod was very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. So they sent a delegation to make peace with him because their cities were dependent upon Herod's country for food. The delegates won the support of Balstus, Herod's personal assistant, and an appointment with Herod was granted. When the day arrived, Herod put on his royal robes, sat on his throne and made a speech to them. The people gave him a great ovation, shouting, «It is the voice of a god, not of a man!» Instantly an angel of the Lord struck Herod with a sickness because he accepted the people's worship instead of giving glory to God. So he was consumed with worms and died. Meanwhile, the word of God continued to spread, and there were many new believers. When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission to Jerusalem, they returned, taking John Mark with them. Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, called Barnabas, (laughs) were Barnabas, <laughs> Simeon, called the black man, Lucius from Cyrene, Manaen the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for a special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed for the island of Cyprus. There, in the town of Salamis, they went to the Jewish synagogues and preached the word of God. John Mark went with them as their assistant. Afterwards, they travelled from town to town across the entire island until finally they reached Paphos, where they met a Jewish sorcerer, a false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He had attached himself to the governor, Sergius Paulus, who was an intelligent man. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul to visit him, for he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elmas, the sorcerer, as his name means in Greek, interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul said. He was trying to keep the governor from believing. Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he looked the sorcerer in the eye. Then he said, You son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud, and enemy of all that is good, you will never stop perverting the way, will you ever, will you never, stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? Watch now, for the Lord has laid his hand of punishment upon you, and you will be struck blind." You will not see the sunlight for some time. Instantly, mist and darkness came over the man's eyes, and he began groping around, begging for someone to take his hand and lead him. When the governor saw what had happened, he became a believer, for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. 1 Kings, chapter 3, verse 16 to chapter 5, verse 18. Sometime later, two prostitutes came to the king to have an argument settled. "'Please, my lord,' one of them began, "'this woman and I live in the same house. "'I gave birth to a baby while she was with me in the house. Three days later, this woman also had a baby. "'We were alone.' There were only two of us in the house, but her baby died during the night when she rolled over on it. Then she got up in the night and took my son from beside me while I was asleep. She laid her dead child in my arms and took mine to sleep beside her, and in the morning when I tried to nurse my son, he was dead. But when I looked more closely in the morning light, I saw that it wasn't my son at all. Then the other woman interrupted. It certainly was your son, and the living child is mine. No, the first woman said, the living child is mine, and the dead one is yours. And so they argued back and forth before the king. Then the king said, Let's get the facts straight. Both of you claim the living child is yours, and each says that the dead one belongs to the other. All right, bring me a sword. So a sword was brought to the king. Then he said, "'Cut the living child in two and give half to one woman and half to the other.' "'Then the woman who was the real mother of the living child "'and who loved him very much cried out, "'Oh no, my lord, give her the child, please, do not kill him.' "'But the other woman said, "'All right, he will be neither yours nor mine, divide him between us.' "'Then the king said, "'Do not kill the child but give him to the woman who wants him to live, "'for she is his mother.' When all Israel heard the king's decision, the people were in awe of the king, for they saw the wisdom God had given him for rendering justice. King Solomon now ruled over all Israel, and these were his, and these were his high officials. Azariah, son of Zadok, was the priest. Elihoreth and Ahijah, the sons of Shisha, were the court secretaries. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, was the royal historian. Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, was commander of the army. Zadok and Abiathar were priests. Azariah, son of Nathan, was in charge of the district governors. Zabud, son of Nathan, a priest, was a trusted advisor to the king. Ahishah was manager of the palace property. Adoniram, son of Abda, was in charge of forced labour. Solomon also had 12 district governors who were all over, over all (laughs) Israel. They were responsible for providing food for the king's household. Each of them arranged provisions for one month of the year. These are the names of the 12 governors. Ben-Hur in the hill country of Ephraim. Ben-Dekah in Makaz. Shalabim Bethmesh and Elon Beth Hanan. Ben Had, Heshed in Aruboth, including Sokho in the land of Hepha. Ben Aminadab in all of Napothor, he was married to Tafath, one of Solomon's daughters. Bana, son of Alihud in Tanakh, and Megidul, all of Bethshan, near Zarathen below Jezreel and all the territory from Bethshan to Abel-Melohal and over to jok Ben-Geber in Ramoth-Gilead, including the towns of Jair, named Jair for the tribe of Manasseh, in Gilead and in the Argob region of Bashan, including 60 large fortified towns with bronze bars on their gates. Ahinadab, son of Idul in Manahayim, Ahimaz, in Naphtali, he was married to Basamath, another of Solomon's daughters. Barna, son of Hushai, in Asher and Aloth. Jehoshaphat, son of Parua, in Issachar. Shimei, son of Elah, in Benjamin. Giba, son of Uri, in the land of Gilead, including the territories of King Silho of the Amorites and King Og of Bashan. There was also one governor over the land of Judah. The people of Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand on the seashore. They were very contented with plenty to eat and drink. Solomon ruled over all the kingdoms, from the Euphrates River in the north to the land of the Philistines and the border of Egypt in the south. The conquered peoples of those lands sent tribute money to Solomon and continued to serve him throughout his lifetime. The daily food requirements for Solomon's palace were 150 bushels of choice flour and 300 bushels of meat, also 10 oxen from the fattening pens, 20 pasture-fed cattle, 100 sheep or goats, as well as deer, gazelles, roe deer and choice poultry. Solomon's dominion extended over all the kingdoms west of the Euphrates River from Tifsha to Gaza and there was peace on all his borders during the lifetime of solomon all of judah and israel lived in peace and safety and from Dan in the north to beersheba in the south each family had its own home and garden solomon had 4000 stalls for his chariot horses and he had 12000 horses the district governors faithfully provided for food provided food for king solomon and his court Each made sure nothing was lacking during the month assigned to him. They also brought the necessary barley and straw for the royal horses in the stables. God gave Solomon very great wisdom and understanding and knowledge as vast as the sands of the seashore. In fact, his wisdom exceeded that of all the wise men of the east and the wise men of Egypt. He was wiser than anyone else, including Ethan, the Erozite, and sons of Mahol, Heman Akalkol, and Dada. His fame spread throughout all the surrounding nations. He composed some 3,000 proverbs and wrote 1,005 songs. He could speak with authority about all kinds of plants, from the great cedar of Lebanon to the tiny hyssop that grows from cracks in a wall. He could also speak about animals, birds, small creatures and fish. And kings from every nation sent their ambassadors to listen to the wisdom of Solomon. King Hiram of Tyre had always been a loyal friend of David. When Hiram learned that David's son Solomon was the new king of Israel, he sent ambassadors to congratulate him. Then Solomon sent this message back to Hiram. You know that my father David was not able to build a temple to honour the name of the Lord his God, because of the many wars waged against him by surrounding nations. He could not build up the Lord, build up until the Lord gave him victory over all his enemies. But now the Lord my God has given me peace on every side. I have no enemies, and all is well. So I am planning to build a temple to honour the name of the Lord my God, just as he instructed my father David. For the Lord told him, Your son, whom I will place on your throne, will build the temple to honour my name. Therefore, please command that cedars from Lebanon be cut for me. Let my men work alongside yours, and I will pay your men whatever wages you ask. As you know, there is no one among us who can cut timber like you Sidonians. When Hiram received Solomon's message, he was very pleased and said, Praise the Lord today for giving David a wise son to be king of the great nation of Israel. Then he sent this reply to Solomon. I have received your message and I will supply all the cedar and cypress timber you need. My servants will bring the logs from the Lebanon mountains to the Mediterranean Sea and make them into rafts and float them along the coast to whatever place you choose. Then we will break the rafts apart so you can carry the logs away. You can pay me by supplying me with food for my household. So here I am supplied as much cedar and cypress timber as Solomon desired. In return, Solomon sent him an annual payment of 100,000 bushels of wheat for his household and 110 gallons of pure olive oil. So the Lord gave wisdom to Solomon, just as he had promised, and Hiram and Solomon made a a formal alliance of peace. Then King Solomon conscripted a labour force of 30,000 men from all Israel. He sent them to Lebanon in shift. 10,000 every month, so that each man would be one month in Lebanon and two months at home. Adonai Ram was in charge of this labour force. Solomon also had 70,000 common labourers, 80,000 quarry workers in the hill country, and 3,604 men to supervise their work. In the king's command, they quarried large blocks of high-quality stone and shaped them to make the foundation of the temple. Men from the city of Gibal helped Solomon's and Hiram's builders prepare the timber and stone for the temple.